0: The Bucs got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits. At the big ball, East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys. Hunter Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucs win. Bucs, Bucs Spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible boost to game
1: they got game, him. He if he catches it, it's over.
0: Ball game. Touchdown, Juan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick.
1: Shout to my What's your name, man? I told you. It somebody- doesn't matter what your
2: name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no
0: talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Good Wednesday, Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, Sandos and the sidekick with you. An exciting Wednesday, Lando's land. Where is he going to go? It's kind of like Waldo. Where is he going to go in the world of college football? Not just major college football, but uh, he's had a new wrinkle last couple weeks with a small college game of the week as well. So we'll be able to find out where uh, Landon's going to take us, uh, what we're going to do, what golf courses we're going to play. Of course, all in theory. I watch you be in Charleston, South Carolina. Mike will be stuck in the studio, as always, as the sidekick. Right? That's that's sort of his gig. So that's how it goes. Although we did uh, get a call—an exciting soccer match last night. Mystery Yes, Wednesday and <sighs> bites bucks. Whatever it is, we'll figure out what. <laughs> oh! Oh!
2: Whoa! Oh! Wait a minute! I'm not
3: supposed to say that.
2: Oh!
1: The thunderous
4: start. Let's starts. go.
3: It's big boy football. We're not playing touchy philly. everybody be happy, you know, football anymore. Let's, Let's go. Let's go. I'll carry that rail myself, 100-something pounds, but I'll put that thing under one arm and get it in the trophy case, I promise. I'll have enough energy and enthusiasm going to uh, manage that. Let's go. I'd have that golf thrown over my shoulder coming back up the interstate, probably naked with the thing on my shoulder. Let's go. I thought I was going to have a coronary down here on the sideline on offense. Let's go. I'm an old fat guy, and I'm sitting here fighting cramps right now and walking up and down that sideline. Let's go. I was sitting here looking at chicken wings and tater tots. Let's go. I can't wait to get home and fire up a cigar and have my dot Pepsi. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
5: Oh, am I proud of myself this week? <laughs> oh, am I proud of myself this I week? feel like I got ambushed on Woo, Well, that's even, the ah, idea. Yeah. So if you're if you're new to the segment, so the Randy Sanders montage, the original Randy Sanders montage came out last Monday, and it was something I had for an idea at like 3 in the morning on a Saturday, and he's just had so many quotable moments that I felt like we needed to enclose it into one really just tight, electric, thunderous. Uh, I mean, he's doing so many great things on the field, and he's doing even more great things, it seems like, on the microphone. So the idea behind this was Jay Sandoz will not know when this is coming. Today, Clearly. I today, I couldn't find many holes in the show, right? We got Lando's Land, as he said. Uh, we're going to talk some men's soccer later, uh, their went over VMI, and we've also got Bucks by Trey, Bites by Trey. Uh, we've just got a lot to talk about, and with how packed the show usually is, not to pat ourselves on the back, but I think there's plenty of material, helps that a lot of the teams around ETSU were very, very good at what they do. It gives us a lot to talk about, but the ambush it was in full effect today, and so there are three Bites from the past week, nine days I suppose, of Randy Sanders, either the coaches show, post game, halftime, any of the times we will have heard from Randy Sanders on the Buccaneer Sports Network. We pour through audio every week and we've got three that we came up with, two from the coaches show last week, one from Monday's football press conference. So we're going to go through them in order and then we're going to vote to see if they're added to the Randy Sanders montage. I think it's a very high standard so far that we have to meet.
3: I, I have a better chance of uh, predicting the weather or even controlling the weather than I do figuring out what, what 18 year olds are going to do.
5: That's pretty good. You know, Figure out what 18 year olds are going to do that uh, carries multiple meetings, of course. So I think that that for me, and I'm going to, I'm going to abstain right now, but for me, it, it was at least passing the first level of it is up for consideration for yourself, Trey and me and the winner in the vote, you know, best two out of three uh, or two votes uh, to win, I suppose, um, Will either add or or not add?
0: Play it again.
3: I, I have a better chance of uh, predicting the weather or even controlling the weather than I do figuring out what what eighteen year olds are going to do.
0: I mean, it's a good bite. It's a good bite, but is it is it montage worthy? That, it that's the, the question. Is it is it montage worthy? I I haven't heard the other two bites either. I but uh, I I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna it's a good one. Uh, I like where his head's at. But, uh, good, not great, right? No, Yeah, it was good. It was a solid bike and truthful. I think you could tell sort of the pain in uh, his voice in that. But I'm going to say no for me.
5: I think you've got the right idea. It has to be great, not just good. Trey, what do you think? Trey, are right you there? Hello, Trey.
2: Sure? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, sorry, I'm on the other side. That's okay. Side.
5: <laughs> no, you're doing some stuff, yep.
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, that <sighs> one was okay, but it's not montage worthy.
5: Okay, so that's, all right. that's all right. two. So that's, that's shot all you need down. To I was okay. also going to say no, so it's across the board. Okay. a No. All right, let's go to bite number two.
3: Playing quarterback in the shotgun, if the snap is low, it's like driving down the interstate at 75 miles an hour and sticking your head under the steering wheel to find your cell phone in the floorboard. When you raise up, you don't have a clue what has happened.
0: <laughs> that's
3: solid. That's pretty good. You I mean, beat them for- every day and give them.
5: Well, hello.
0: hello. Uh, no, I think that's solid for the simple reason that he gave you a description that you could relate to. A lot of times I think coaches try to come up with analogies, and to me they're way off the mark. And and part of it is because it is hard to come up with analogy that I think everybody understands. But I think we've all
5: – He shot that one out there quick.
0: Yeah, and I think we've all seen where a, a – what started that what was a, a caller from Delaware, right, called in and asked about low snaps. And he said, as the ball – was on the ground, you know, and by the time the quarterback looks up, a play is shot. And then with me getting ready to ask a follow up question, then he jumped into that analogy. He says the best way I can explain it to everybody is if you, you know, you're driving down the interstate, drop the phone, you heard the quote, pick it up and you look up, you got no idea what has just happened, even though it was a short period of time, everything's changed. So what are you reading? What are you trying to do? It just throws off the whole play. So, I, golly, that's a good one. Uh, that's a good one. That's the only criticism I have one.
5: is it's just a little bit long. <laughs> lengthy. It's a little but lengthy. It, it is a great analogy in a shorter period of time. Sometimes people carry on analogies. But for the montage, my worry is that it's long. But don't let that influence the <sighs> vote.
0: Now play it again. Listen, I, I like to hear it again. Playing quarterback
3: in the shotgun, if the snap is low, it's like driving down the interstate at 75 miles an hour and sticking your head under the steering wheel to find your cell phone in the floorboard. When you raise up, you don't have a clue
0: what has happened. See, I think that's a great quote, but, boy, if you're – you know, you've got a little thing going with the montage. I don't know how you're going to fit that in there. Yeah, um,
5: it'd be difficult. Whew. Not to influence your decision.
0: I'm going to say for the sake of the montage, no. No. But it absolutely – if that was somehow shorter. But I don't know right. how how he could conve- – or I don't think you can cut that up to make it shorter. Um, I but try, that's one of my – I'll say that. That's one of my favorite analogies that I think he's throwing. He's throwing a couple different analogies out there I've enjoyed. Uh, but that one I think is the best that fans that want to kind of have – wonder what happened is, to the low snap. It's right? very visual.
5: It really does paint the picture because I'm not sure anyone's <laughs> been in that specific situation. Hopefully not. Hopefully you're not messing with your cell phone and then having to go underneath and you're not looking at the road at all. On the well, highway. I'm not That's even terrifying. driving 75, so do I, well, I love Matt Wiljom on Facebook Live. He's color analyst for the Buccaneers Sports Network, former a CSU quarterback, quarterback sure. so he knows that all too well, and he said hashtag truth. Yeah. And, I, and I just picture myself in the shotgun as a quarterback, not that I ever played football, so I have no idea what it's really like, but you look down for a split second and then you everything around you, what's happening, things on fold so quickly a lot of times football's out of the hand in a second and a half two seconds so it really does paint a picture
0: yeah and I wonder how many people even pay attention to if if the snaps are lo- uh, you know if they're handled do they really pay attention that it was low or not and how that affects the play right or if it's just hey quarterback caught it ought to make a play so I think it's very very good analogy for Randy Sanders I, I Trey what do you think man
2: well I was in the studio last Wednesday for the coaches show producing the show and I was on the floor rolling when he said that. Oh, it was an g- amazing quote. Uh, it, it does need to be cut up a little bit to fit the montage, but I think it's one of his best quotes he's ever made. Well, he's so you're a happy. yes. Oh, I, I'm all for it. Oh, wow, he's all in. I,
0: I, I'm not opposed to it. If if you could make it work, I would, I would give it a yes. Yeah. It's just for the sake of the montage, because this one to me is not about the quote. I think the quote's great. I think – it's a little lengthy to, to go with sort of the theme of the uh, Randy Sanders uh, very quotable montage. So should we
5: with. table that one and have it go to an appeals board, and the appeals board being my Pro Tools editing skills, and see if I can cut it down to like six, seven seconds instead of 11?
0: Uh, I, uh, I, I think you have it cut up, and the next time we do it, you have it separate. Okay. Uh, and then let's, let's hear it in there. So, yeah, let's, let's table, it. Let's right. table okay. that. Let's okay. table that. Okay, that sounds good. Cool. Now, what's the third bite? Yeah.
3: We feed them every day and give them a place to stay and pay for their classes is is to go out and play good defense.
5: So that was the Monday press conference, and we're doing it chronologically here. It was the Wednesdays and now the Monday great quote i think um, uh kevin brown sports information director was like man i'd love to use this in my release but but well, i'm not sure how that would go over <laughs> well I, I think what he's saying is and this was the, co- the quote in context is you're talking about defending citadel and the option and the question basically was uh, how do you expect him to do against that he said well, I expect them to do pretty good. I mean, we're compensating them pretty handsomely to go out and play good defense. Now, of course, it's not that easy, right? I mean, if if the other team just schemes better than you, or they've got more depth, or just a better talent, whatever the case may be, I, I don't think that'll be the case on Saturday. But if that is the case, then you could be in uh, you could be in some trouble. But uh, I really enjoy that quote. It, it, I don't know if there's enough context. What do you think?
0: Man, I, I like it. I like
5: it. <laughs> I love how you're fighting with these. This is great.
0: I know. Well, you know. um, I'm fighting more with does it fit the montage, uh, Yeah, uh, you know, because you've set a bar <laughs> – let's be honest. Coach has set a bar yes. very high yes. on some of his quotes. And, you know, he. the thing I like about Coach Sanders is he'll give you just mundane blah quotes, and then he just kind of drops one and walks away, oh, right? It's brilliant. like it's just every once in a while that and, – and it's not really once post game, once coaches show. It's really – I mean, I'm amazed you actually got three uh, to do, but it's almost like once a once a, uh, an interview, like he'll just – somebody will ask just the right question yeah. that, that catches him in the right moment, yep. and he drops that on you. But, I, you know, I think he's saying what every coach is basically saying on that as well. That's maybe even a good crazy coach one. Like, hey, you know, we, we bring a guy in to play defense, and we give him a scholarship, and, you know, we try to give him food and weight. and He said you know, what he thought. Book study and – you know, so mm-hmm. I'm going to expect that same kid to right. uh, uh, do something on the field, right? To to earn it, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Um, let's go with. Um,
2: I'm going to say no.
5: Trey, Jay says no. Trey.
2: It's so into left field. I think it's got to be on there.
5: Oh boy! So now I'm in. A, You're the tiebreaker. Awkward position here. I hadn't had to make any decisions. I was just liking you going through all your difficulties with this, and I was hoping that I wouldn't have to come to one. I'm going to say no. I just – I went into today looking at those three saying – I'm not sure any of them are the right tenor of what we've developed so far. I think the closest one is this last one because, especially early in the montage, he, he's kind of got that tough guy thing going on, right? This is big boy football, you know? And so this kind of fits like very blunt, very expressive, and really just saying what's on his mind. But it's just not quite there for me. So I'm going to strike it down. And so we go. So two no's and a table. We go over for 2.5. Uh, well you the got other, a table the other half yeah the table we'll
0: I mean i really i really like the tabled one i really do i'm just curious because you've set a high bar for the the standard there of if it's going to fit or not
5: yeah it seems like it'd be long and meandering but i'll i'll go down and see if i can cut it up and figure something out now we've got coach show tonight we got a football game this Saturday, and we got a Monday football press conference next Monday, even though it's fall break here at ETSU. So, so uh, three more good plenty, chances. Plenty opportunities to get more, and don't be surprised if the Montage makes another appearance next week.
0: Well, I, I'm kind of curious if we're going to work in, because sideline reporter this week will be Kevin Brown, uh, Sports Information yes. Director. He's probably going to have to run and catch coach like he did at VMI. Yes. He'll be half-winded. Will he yes. get the question? So I don't know. Where... I don't know
5: about half-winded. He'll be on death tour. I mean, <laughs> listening to the last <laughs> one where he had to run and catch coach. Uh, we probably man. need to run that at yeah, some point do.
0: just to – yeah. Uh, we've chuckled about it. We we'll probably need to He may be joining that. us
5: tomorrow morning, so that may be a good opportunity if he does. Yeah.
0: All right, we got Lando's Land on the other side. We're going to talk a lot about college football. My favorite part of that is where are we going to go in major college football and small college football, if you will. Not necessarily uh, FCS. We've gone Division 3 We've gone a couple other places, so we'll see uh, where Lando's Land's picks are. We'll also, uh, he'll tell us what to do in that town and what, more importantly for me and I've got a gripe, so.
5: gripe with him if he doesn't pick one thing that I'm really looking for, so this should be fun. All
0: right, Lando's land on the other side of sign Sidekick. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. This is ETSU Sando Sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Congrats. You made it. Hooray! Through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, <laughs> and even National Sunglasses
3: Day. You took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe, also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a $1,000,000. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
5: Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about Wow Rate eChecking Accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Wow Rate eChecking Accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC.
4: Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423 360 4809 or AllisonOutdoor.com. And go, Bucks! <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've been thinking about getting the band back together, but we need a new name. Ah, how about the Five Seasons? Nah, not raw enough. Chuck and the Prime Ribs? You don't get it, do you? Sorry, I'm a butcher. Ah, My bad. How about four New York strips? Now that's music to my ears.
1: At Food City, our butchers are so good at what they do, you'll think they can do anything. Butchers make it better, only at
2: Food City. Ice T-Bone? The Beefy Boys? The Tenderizers? Johnson City way
0: Landon Owen. Let's go, let's go.
2: We got the teamwork to make the dream work. Let's go. Let's Last go, place go. team.
0: Oh, I'm kidding, buddy. All right, Landon's Land. Every Wednesday we talk a lot of college football. transit. He's also a big college basketball hoops fanatic, so we'll transition perfectly at the end of football season into college basketball. Plenty of venues uh, during the week in college basketball, but we're talking college football. Landon, appreciate you taking the time as always, my friend.
1: Yeah, guys, good to be here.
0: So quick question. How did you do on your picks last week?
1: Um, Well, not as good. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Feeling pretty good the previous week, I
1: thought. I was feeling pretty good. Um, I think I may have even mentioned to you, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm I'm picking a little bit outside my mind right now. But uh, I feel like a rebound is coming this week. I did get Notre Dame. Uh, Now that you've thrown all these other games on me, I can't just pick one. So uh, JMU, how about them going down to Elon? Uh, got to be the upset of the year. So we've got, uh, we got some work to do to rebound this week. So let's get to it.
5: Before, hold on, before we do, I need to, I, I, very little professional baseball do I watch unless I'm working at Landon Owen. No, and, and so knowing that you are a big Mets fan and we constantly give you ribbing for it, I have to know when the Yankees fail, Does that make you really happy? Are you one of those people that is Mets or Yankees, or do you have a little tiny bit of Yankees fandom in you as well? Because last night I did watch the end of the Boston Yankees game, and it was fantastic. I can't wait to see Boston now lose after watching the Yankees lose and then Houston lose. I'm just cheering against the AL for whatever reason. What about yourself?
1: Well, it goes in various forms of hatred. Um, (laughs) You know, we're not rooting against them per se because we have nothing at stake right now. So, no, we don't really want them to win, but we're not going to openly root against them. I see. Um, so, when they get beat, you're like, oh, okay, at least they didn't win. That's kind of the phase one right now. For us to say, the Phillies, we always want them to lose. So, the Braves, we really don't mind them winning right now. They had some down years. You know, we're down right now. So, you know, they didn't make it through either. So, again, we're not rooting against the Braves, but – um, we're, we're we're happy to to see their
5: season end as well. I had to ask. Does that, that answer she, your question? Yeah, I had to ask that just to understand kind of the relationship between Mets and Yankees fans, and if there is some overlap. And also just to point out that I did watch some baseball because that is a landmark moment because it doesn't usually happen. I, actually
4: yeah, think I was, uh, it was I'm oh, looking sorry. forward
1: to some baseball this weekend. Getting getting into the LCSs. Um, I'm not big into the champagne after winning the division or the wild card that sort of thing, the divisional round, you know, save it for the LCSs or the World Series. Um, so now this is real playoff baseball. Um, but, again, there was probably only one time in my life I've ever root for the Yankees, and that was when Darryl Strawberry played for them. So, okay,
5: that's, that's plenty uh, that's that of baseball talk. Yeah, that's
0: plenty of baseball talk. All right, here, here we go. go. So yeah. I got, I've got – uh, there's only three, I think, major college – games you're going to choose from so I don't know if you want me to rattle them off uh first and then you tell me which one before we go to the small college or or if you want me to try to guess in order I don't, I don't know what do you prefer let's go
1: let's go you're you're hot you you've done you've guessed it right a couple weeks in a row so let's see what do you got let's well
0: go. I, I know yes. <laughs> thank you coach Sanders I think the one that you're not going to go to is uh a top uh, 20 battle Ann Ann Arbor, Wisconsin, and Michigan. So if you like three yards, a cloud of dust, a game that may only take two and a half hours, then uh, Wisconsin and Michigan, but I'm guessing that is not yours.
1: It is not the time to go to Michigan. Um, we may revisit them later in the year, but it's getting a little colder up there. Uh, night game, you know, two not real interesting teams right now. That's for um, sure. So, yeah, we're going to pass there.
0: All right, so that only leaves me with two more. So i got a 50-50 shot here. I'm going that you are not going to go to Washington and Oregon, and you're going to go to Georgia LSU.
1: Well, Oh, I missed
0: it. Oh, I could tell in his voice. Yeah. Oh, I missed. It. All right, I finally missed him. Well, let's let's go first Georgia LSU cuz I think there's plenty to do in, in Baton Rouge and that's uh, certainly going to be a good matchup. I think and and just to throw a pick out there uh, a little early, but that could be my Friday pick for upset special. I'm just throwing it out there. I can take LSU. And LSU, LSU and rebounding. Yeah. Back. Yeah because the public will be off with, of them.
1: I'm going to stick with the Bulldogs. Uh, yeah, LSU's coming back. Not a night game. If it was a night game, Jay, I'm with you. We're going. But not a night game. 3.30 start. CBS, we're going with the Bulldogs on the road.
0: All right, so what are you going to do? It's Washington and Oregon. Uh, again, it's a little bit of a light schedule this week as far as top tier matchups uh but what do you like to do i've been to eugene so i know yeah. uh, there's actually plenty to do there but uh, take us through going to eugene what are you going to do what golf course we plan maybe some food stops go yeah my first
1: thought would be to consult you since you're the expert on eugene but since i didn't do that um you know animal house was filmed there right so you got to go check out some sites from the movies um, we're gonna go do that. Um, did a little Google searching online this morning, all of them are pretty accessible. Don't know that Delta House is still there uh in the state that it was, uh so you might be a little disappointed there. But uh yeah, neat thing. And of course golf Bannon Dunes is only a couple hours away. Uh you got a one thirty local kick or a, I'm sorry, twelve thirty local kick. So you got time to get down there maybe after for a, a little twilight round on the on the coast. I think that'd just be spectacular. And we got to get over our East Coast bias, so we got to go out west at least once a year.
5: I'm going to open myself up to some major criticism here. I did not think Good. Animal House was funny. Oh my goodness. Wow! <laughs> did. I just didn't.
1: Oh, <laughs> <What>? uh, <laughs> generational, generational. It doesn't
5: stand the test of time. Stuff that was funny 30 years ago isn't funny anymore.
1: It holds up. I Does don't. it? Maybe you didn't go to Maybe you didn't go to college. You know, maybe, maybe you. I don't know where you went. What what parka did you have to wear to class when you were in <laughs> Minnesota?
5: There are varying degrees of it depending on what season it was.
1: Okay. All right. So maybe it was parka instead of toga. So maybe I maybe I, I don't
0: know.
5: Parka party. So, we should have thought of that. Gosh. Yes.
1: Parka party. Uh, you,
0: where yeah. were hey, you doing hey, college? Hey, hey Landon, I needed you <laughs> uh, Landon, we were uh, – I don't know if you heard the last segment uh, as you were dialing in, but we were doing our, our Randy Sanders montage, and we're voting them in or out. Could we vote sidekick in or out, depending on his takes? So far,
1: he has not lived up to the to the billing one would think of a sidekick. So, right now, he's got some work to do to, to get the in vote. But we'll give him time. It's a long season. He's got time to rebound. All
0: right. Well, a small college game. Now, I've got four oh, wow. because I yep. do think it's a jam-packed, uh, you know, between – uh, F- FCS, 1AA, Division two, II, Division three, So I, I do think there's some you, – you, you want to take a shot on the board, don't you, first?
5: Well, and you've got it written down too, but being a Minnesota guy myself and just the big happening that unfortunately uh, just befell St. John. John Gallardi, one of his coach in the history of college football, just passed away at I think he was 90, 91 years old. He coached up until about six or seven years ago. Kind of quote-unquote, you know, we saw him around the conference because that's the same conference I was in as a collegiate athlete, the MIAC up there, Division three conference. Division three power, uh, may I say. Uh, but uh, St. Saint, Saint John's hosts St. Thomas, and that's the big rivalry in the MIEC, one of the biggest rivalries in Division III football. Top, three
0: team, or top uh, 10 teams, right?
5: It, yep, it owns the attendance record. They actually <laughs> played in Target Field where the Minnesota Twins play a couple of years ago. It owns the attendance record for Division three football. There were like 33,000 people there or something like that. Uh, both schools. Very prevalent, um, not only in the athletic scene, but produce a ton of professionals that are working in uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul area. The Twin Cities up there. So, um, very sad to see John Gilardi pass away. St. John's is hosting. I'm sure that the scene is going to be incredible. College Game Day was there a couple years ago as well. So, there's already about ten or 12,000 people that show up for each game. I'm sure there will be even more this weekend to celebrate the life of John Gilardi.
0: So that that yeah. was that was uh, one, and I'll rattle off the rest of these, and then Landon can tell us what he's picking. That was one I had on the list. The other, I had a couple of Division Two games. I uh, actually have three Division Two games. One uh, will Landon go with the homer pick of his Bulldogs of Wingate hosting Catawba, <laughs> or will he go a couple of of top five battles? Number two versus number three Ferris State at Grand Valley, or the one I think he's going to choose? I'm going West Georgia versus uh, or at West Florida. That's a huge. Rivalry game. That's number four versus number five. By the way, just a tie for ETSU Athletics. Uh, Dallas Dickey, the um, uh, offensive quality control for uh, Randy Sanders, is the all-time leading passer in about 69 other oh, uh, records he holds at West Georgia. Wow, so, I don't know if he was going awesome. with that tie as well. But I'm going West Georgia and West Florida was his choice. What is it?
1: You guys have done your homework. I am really impressed. Michael, that was a great lead in, but we're not going there. Um, okay. Jay, uh, yes, it was down to those two Division II games. Um, we're going to dodge the weather, though. Not sure West Florida is going to get that game in. Mm. So we're going to go Ferris at Grand Valley State. You want to talk about home crowds at Division II. I think Grand Valley State averages over 10,000 a game. So this is not little boy football. This is big boy football. It's going to be probably cold up there. This is We're talking middle, central Michigan, somewhere in there. They're about an hour apart. Uh, always a always a good game uh, between those two. It'll be on ESPN3. You can check that out. As far as the Bulldogs and Catawba, big rivalry for us. But uh, we're a little down uh, this year. We got, we got a lot of turnover. Uh, and we're a small private school. It's hard to fill those uh, walk-on spots the way that West Florida has as you look at the parallels between West Florida and Kennesaw State, both making it deep into the playoffs, West Florida, all the way to the finals. Uh, Kennesaw State in just their second or third year. Uh, making it all the way to the um, national semifinals, and now look where they are—they're number two in the country. So, um, yeah, a lot of parallels between those programs, but uh, great, great picks, guys. Doing your homework—I'm really impressed. Good so,
0: so you, we're you going with go. Grand
1: Valley State. We're going to go with Grand Valley State to take the home field and and get the W there.
0: That was one of my two questions. One was uh, were you going to pick a winner and he did. And then the other one was uh, you couldn't go to the big boy uh, game for the State of Michigan, but we can go to the small boy State of Michigan. So I've got a cuz the weather. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to uh you know kind of him on there. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, although it's Eugene's probably more great,
1: exciting. But. Grand Valley State's going to open it up. Remember Kurt Ains that was there years ago through like 49 touchdowns in a season um it's just unbelievable they're going to open it up exciting football michael for those northern mid, mid northern midwesterners uh exciting brand of football there in the great lakes uh association there
5: i love how you find a way jay every week to make a connection to one of landon's like eight alma maters or 12 places that he's worked how many teams are you a fan of landon uh, uh we'll, we'll cover that next week Yes. <laughs> How long do we need that segment to be? Do we need to plan a whole show
0: around? Well, well, first of all, you have to limit that. Is it fans of just his colleges? Is it pros? Is it The fact that he has to segment it is unbelievable. I feel like
1: you know, this has been blown up over time. Uh, <laughs> there's actually a flow chart that we can go over um, that I had a roommate from from grad school, went back at Marshall, one of my teams, um, that did a flow chart to determine whether I was a fan of a team. And it's pretty hilarious. If you'd like to take a look at that, uh, yes, you, it it really clears up some things.
5: Listen to yourself; you literally can't get a sentence out with saying one of my teams, referencing a team you cheer for. It's a question,
2: incredible. question. Do yes. you do you have Landon? Do you have as many? Uh, teams as I have, because I'm a fan of Princeton. I'm a fan of Towson, South you Dakota love, State. Yeah, top oh, oh you, you love everything. Listen,
0: listen, I'll say this, Landon. Trey Adams cannot get through a top 25 without saying at least eight teams, teams. Yeah. It, it, he's a fan of. And that's just a, on on the uh, FCS level, just top 25. Forget about going through the rest of all of FCS and FBS.
1: I think we need to have, like, a fan-off. Like, what is your connection to this program and why are you a fan? Um, and do, like, a lightning round, and whoever comes up with the best answer for the most amount of teams uh, gets lunch at Wild Wing Cafe or something so like that. I think that's a s- perfect, perfect uh, satellite segment here.
5: Send me that flow chart. I'd like to take a look at it, and I'll have something back in your desk the first thing in the morning,
0: okay? Does it, does it qualify if I say every team in the country other than Chattanooga because I pull for every team in the country to beat Chattanooga? Does that count?
5: Then you might have as many teams as Landon. You're good.
0: Okay, double check. Okay. All right, Landon, appreciate it. You we'll got, it, Talk boys. to you next Thanks, uh, next Wednesday, buddy. All right, it's Landon Owen, Landos Land. When we come back, and a little short on time, we got to hustle up. It is mystery yes. guest. Who is going to be the mystery guest today for Sandos and the Sidekick? Don't forget SoundCloud. You can download us on iTunes. Also, Facebook Live. Um, We'll be on it again tomorrow. No Facebook Live Thursday, Friday. Got some other commitments going on, but we will have it up on Twitter and Facebook on Thursday and Friday. But don't forget these easiest way to subscribe to RSS feed. That way you get the daily update. When we've uploaded the show, you can have it automatically downloaded to your cell phone, tablet, or MacBook or computer. We'll step aside for a timeout. More Santos and the Sidekick. Mr. Guest. after this on the Buccaneers. sports network. work?
1: Nicewanger Children's Hospital is proud to be the only hospital in the region dedicated to serving kids, teens, and their families. With over 20 subspecialists in pediatric medicine, as well as access to the Level 1
2: Trauma Center at Johnson City Medical Center, we are committed to providing hope and healing to you and your family. To learn more, visit nicewangerchildrens.org. That's nicewangerchildrens.org.
4: 1216 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City.
1: Here's the deal. At Wendy's, every hamburger is made with fresh, never frozen beef. Now here's the big deal. You can get a Dave's double with a half pound of hot and juicy beef along with small fries and a drink for just $5 when you download the Wendy's app. And the real deal? That's a whole lot of delicious Wendy's food for just $5. Download the app today. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mullican Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with mullicans pre-finished, sold or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit
5: the following Johnson's Kitty locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin,
1: El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mullican Flooring.
5: New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football head man Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks Jay Sandoz still hosts from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640 the extreme sports monster. Trump. Trudeau. Trick Daddy. Tramp. The insult comic dog.
0: Who's next? I don't know what's gonna happen.
4: sandos and the sidekick.
0: I mean, you clearly don't play this for them before you ask them to come on, right? Like, you don't...
5: We'd probably be getting bigger names if I did. I mean, would we? We already, I, I we already just, get some I'm pretty just, big names. I, I mean, think, it's already a little. I think we're talking. It's a little scary. I mean, it's
0: Halloween season, I guess, but still.
5: Yeah, well, I, I, we haven't had Trump, Trudeau, or Trick uh, Trick Daddy. Trump, no, no, down. we did. We but, did.
0: We did uh, send messages to all of those, did we not?
5: Yeah, we've got Donnie Abraham, got Hagan mm-hmm. OMB, we've gotten uh, Reese Enoch. We're kind of on a golf kick because this week I'm just I spilled the beans earlier. You know, you went and searched one out last week, and this time. I accidentally slipped up and said, we've got Seamus Power. Seamus Power. Whoa, before you start, before you start, before you
0: start, I take full credit in Seamus getting his card this year because when the Bucs didn't make the NCAA tournament basketball, me and my wife uh, used the tickets we had bought to Charlotte to see the historic uh, UMBC victory. But it was in between the sessions. Walking down the street of Charlotte, my wife, who was listening, I don't know if she is anymore, will back me up on this. Seamus – yells from across the street, jumps four lanes of traffic to come over to say hello to me. I don't want to bring that up. PGA golfer, right? And, of course, I made the mistake of saying, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I didn't get into the one tournament, but he's playing in the Houston Open the next weekend. And then I gave him a pep talk about all he needs to do to make and get his card, and he did. So, clearly – I'm the reason why Seamus is who he is. Well,
5: let's also point out that when you tried to get him on the show, he did not get back to you. He got back to me. So your reach.
0: Semantics. Semantics. Semantics.
5: Okay, Seamus Power, uh, he is a PGA Tour member. Just earned his card full-time on the PGA. Now, uh, Reese Zanak, of course, last week from ETSU Men's Golf. Same real era, same time frame for Seamus Power. About 13 minutes with him, and we'll be back with you. 2010 graduate of ETSU and the Men's Golf Program. Seamus, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Mike.
5: Well, we appreciate you taking some time. I'd like to first go over your time here in Johnson City and even predate that a little bit. How exactly did you come to figure that East Tennessee State would be the destination for you, hailing all the way from Waterford, Ireland?
4: Yeah, I got, I got that a lot when I was in college. It was I kind of almost ended up there by accident. Um, I was playing European boys in Italy, I guess it would have been two thousand oh four maybe, and then... Uh, Coach Warren was over there. He was actually recruiting a different Irish guy, Niall Kearney, and I happened to play very well that week. And so he ended up offering me a spot if I was to wait uh, wait an extra year. And um, so I, I was very fortunate, you know, to end up in such a great program. But it, it was, you uh, know, it was one of the things that definitely changed the trajectory of my career. That's for sure.
5: What is the general thought uh, overseas about playing American college golf? That's always something that, that I've wondered. Um, we talked to actually to Reese Enoch, um, who is, uh, of course, also someone you're very familiar with, played here at ETSU as well. I believe you're on a couple of the same teams. And uh, he said that coming here was something that when he did that, he knew he was going to go all in on golf, and it was a big step in his career. Is college golf in the U.S. thought of as a very big step?
4: It is. It's. It's. It's a. Uh, to me, it was always going to be the best measuring stick. To, for to be honest, I mean, you see the list of all Americans year in year out, and you know most of those guys you'll see play on tour. It, it's very different versus amateurs that you know win even top amateur events back home. You, you might not necessarily hear from them again. It's. It's a very good measuring stick. You play against all the best players and. From really now, it's it's an international scene. I mean, there's players from all over the world that will play college golf, and you kind of know exactly where your game is. You know, you know what, what you need to improve. You know, you know what the standard is. And for me, it was a no-brainer once I got the opportunity just to go give it a shot.
5: Yeah, and once you were here, you played exceptionally, won a pair of Atlantic Sun championships, and as we talked about with uh, Reese and Davies as well, had a chance to play with some other very good golfers. Tell us about those guys you had the chance to play alongside and your experience here at ETSU.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I had an absolute, I had a great time in college. Um, you know, my my freshman year, I was lucky. Reese Davies was there at the time. He was, you know, arguably the best player in the country. And you know, I got to play one year with him, and I learned a lot. But you know, it wasn't just him. You know, it was Keen Mcnamara and Garrett Shaw and and Jordan Finley. Really, I mean, like three guys from from back home. Like two Irish, one Scottish, and they really helped me settle in and you know get to know things and you know teach me things about you know about America, about even about coach, but. You know about everything like that which made it you know made my transition much much easier and you know and then i think it was my next year that you know came in and uh, more guys came in it was we just had a great um we had a great group and you know everyone was everyone was interested in in, you know in going long term in golf as in like continually improving and that sort of thing so it was it was a great atmosphere It it was competitive practice it was competitive on the course and it was uh you know you couldn't ask for a better environment to uh to work in your golf game
5: Help us understand, if you can, Seamus, just how different is it being in the U.S. and you? I believe you're in Charlotte now. You have uh, your uh, home base there, as opposed to being overseas in Ireland.
4: You know, it's it's it's. I mean, obviously, both have their have their advantages. But to me, when I finished ETSU, look, America was. Not a no-brainer, but it just it made more sense for me. You know, I grew up in Ireland, and obviously our climate isn't really—it's not great for if you want to be a professional golfer. You know, unless you have the resources, I guess, to travel and stuff. But for me, I thought the U.S. was going to be a great place to base myself. The weather was going to be good. Again, everyone is for the most part trying to get to the PGA Tour eventually, and I thought if I could go through the U.S. system, through the Web.com Tour, and to the PGA Tour, I thought it might be my best chance. So I know there's there's a lot of different ways of doing it, but for me in my mind i I just thought it was like an obvious choice for me and uh, you know I, i i have no regrets about doing it i i think it's a great place to base yourself it's a great country and it's a lot of fun living here
0: yeah
5: good transition by you so you go pro and the road to get to the pga tour isn't maybe as straightforward as say minor league baseball to the majors maybe an example of something similar that people may be more familiar with can you walk us through the different options and paths you had when trying to get where you are now
4: yeah, so I mean, when I came to the U.S., I mean, obviously, you, you attempt to go through qualifying school, and that doesn't work out. You know, you, you need to find a place where you can, you know, it's you, it's your jobs. So you need to find a place where you can make some money and play. Well, before you get the PGA Tour so I was the e, that's how I ended up in Charlotte the e-golf tour was based out of Charlotte mm. and it was a very strong tour a lot of good a lot of good players even the re- more recent years like Chesson Hadley Brian Harmon guys like that Jason Kokrak all played their way through the e-golf tour and it was a lot of good players so it was a good place to learn to trade and, and so I played that for a, couple, or for a few years and I eventually got through qualifying school got through web.com tour which as you said web.com is basically triple A baseball I guess right. and then on my, my second year on the web.com, I won't, I was fortunate enough to win an event in Indiana, which earned me enough uh, money to get to the PGA Tour. So I'm just starting my third year now on the PGA Tour.
5: Where do you feel more pressure? On the eGolf tour, the web.com tours on your come-up, or is it once you're on the PGA Tour?
4: There's There are definitely different types of pressure. I mean, I, I honestly think that the coming up, the pressure can be greater. I mean, I, I remember playing the e-golf tour, and you're you just watching your bank balance just go down and down <laughs> and down you know it's it's a completely different type of pressure you know, right. now now when you're playing it's more of a you know you i guess you're you're looking at bigger picture things you're like you're trying to get more ranking points and you're trying to like lock up your card and you're trying to you know you like there's a lot of people watching a lot more attention but you know more internal pressure for sure i thought on um, when I, when i was coming up it was just there was instances if you had like a little bad stretch it was just like i mean you you're just looking and you're almost counting down how many more tournaments you'd be able to play before you'd be out of money. So it was um, two different types of pressure. Uh, I, I, but as I said, I think more internal pressure coming up, and almost you have more external factors trying to like beat in on you now. So it's a little different.
5: You come up just short of making the PGA Tour playoff last year, 130th, five spots away. Just a matter of really, what, a couple shots here, a couple shots there, round here, round there, a few shots keeping you out. What did that mean in the immediate for you? You didn't get your full PGA card at that time, correct?
4: No, I didn't. So I had to go back to the the web.com playoffs last, I guess, this time last year, um uh, but I was, I, I got, I got, I got fortunate last year too. I I, I mean, not fortunate, I guess I, I played well in the playoffs, but ended up getting the last card, a 25th card to get my card back. Wow. But it was, it was tough going because you, you're really grinding out all summer to try to get that top 125. And then, you know, to immediately have to kind of regroup to go back to the playoffs to try to get one of those 25 cards. It was, um you know, it was great. It was great. I was able to get it back and give me another opportunity this year. And I was able to play slightly better this year, not as good as I'd like, but, just well enough again to give myself another uh, crack at it this year.
5: Yeah, and let's talk about this year. It seems only right that you're right on the precipice last year, miss out by only, what, a couple shots, but that cut line doles out some punishment. This year, it works in your favor, the 125th and final spot to the playoffs. Essentially, what I read was that that it came down to Sergio Garcia needing to finish poorly after you missed the cut that weekend at the Wyndham Championship just east of us in Greensboro. Did it literally come down to that back nine for Sergio as it reads in stories? Just how close was it? And I can't imagine, speaking of pressure, uh, the nerves that those 48 hours held after missing the cut, waiting it out to see if the results were for you or against you, and even more importantly, possessing your full card or not going into next year
4: yeah i mean it, it was an interesting interesting weekend i uh, so i played very poorly missed the cut and to be honest mentally i thought it was you know i thought i was going to miss out on the top 125 but it really did it came down to there was probably three or four guys once the weekend started that you know could um that were basically involved in it and uh, a couple of them started playing well and i was like oh no so but then it came down to sergio on the back nine on Sunday, and he didn't play well. Thankfully, but yeah, it's funny. I mean, all the golf you play all year, and it comes down to how one guy plays the last nine holes. It was uh, it was horrible to watch because you, you know, for, <laughs> the, most, for the most part, you have you've control over results when you're playing. I mean, that's what you do. You're out there on the golf course, but you know, this time I was just I was literally sitting around at my apartment, just kind of. Uh, Just following shot by shot, and just—I mean—you'd hate to wish bad on anyone, but you won't. I wasn't exactly wishing that well on him, to be honest, over those last couple days. But I was lucky; went in my favor, and. You know, I was able to hold on to that last 125 spot, so you know it was a huge break for me. But hopefully, I can take advantage of it now going
5: forward. Well. I'm sure, I'm sure Sergio will understand and forgive you for that. So, I just want to make sure that everyone kind of understands: this. the last two years, it has come down to really a series of a few different shots, or one thing going your way, one thing going another way, in order for things to fall how they were, Correct? Uh,
4: yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was funny. Like two years ago, I was I was 123 going into that final. Event. Wow. And then you know, last year, it, it was a different situation. Last year, I was one twenty three, but actually quite a few fewer points. Okay. So there was a lot, a lot more guys that could catch me. Whereas this year, I had more points, but I still one twenty three. But there wasn't as many guys that were able to, um, it wouldn't reach of me, kind of thing. So it was, it was, it was kind of eerie. But I said, hopefully, I can play better this year. Where that's not going to be an issue uh, this time next year. All right you know, next August or whatever the, the final event is. But, um, yeah, it's not something I want to go through again, that's for
5: sure. <laughs> well, now you got your full card, right? And at the time you left ETSU, did you think that getting to this point would be possible with the long road ahead that you had? I mean, what an accomplishment to finally get this card and be set up next year to be able to participate full-time?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, you always – you. I mean I wouldn't have turned pro if I didn't think I could I was good enough to play on the PGA tour and even win on the PGA tour. I mean that's you know at the end of the day, that, that that's what you play golf for you want to win and play at the highest level but you know still, it still is a long road you know when I said I, I went to Q school four times I think before I got through so yeah. I mean you know when you you, know, you don't get through one year, two years, three years you you, know, you, you really have to start you know you, <laughs> it it just makes it harder to keep that dream alive but you know I was I've got some nice breaks along the way. I've kind of got some good people around me helping me. So it's, you know, it's one of those journeys. It's not as, it hasn't gone as smoothly as it was like, but you know, I'm there and I'm going to have another opportunity.
5: Yeah. And you keep making steps. So what is now the next step to not have it be as close to that cut line next year when you are on the tour full time where you can breathe a bit easier around this time?
4: Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, the goal is, I mean, to, to put yourself, you play well, put yourself in contention to win some tournaments, you know, and it, whether you do or you don't, I mean, those high finishes are what you really need, Yeah, you know? I played pretty solidly the last couple of years, but just not enough high finishes where you can really rack up a lot of points and, you know, and then you don't, you don't, you don't have to worry about it late in the year, but, you know, you just, there's different aspects of your game, you're always working on, improving on, and, you know, if you get those things right, you know, points take care of themselves, so it's just, you know, it's all a process, and, just trying to put it all together, um, you know, in one particular week or two particular weeks during the year is going to be, um, you know, how I'm really going to take advantage of it.
5: Any specific aspects that you're working on in particular?
4: Yeah, my, my iron play wasn't great this year. It's been disappointing. I was pretty low down the rankings, a lot of the proximity to hold um, stats. So, yeah, I've, I've you know, over the last three, four weeks, I've got some good work in on that, and I've got another, what, ten days before, um, you know, before I go start my next season. So I still got some time, and it's coming along. And, uh, you know, so hopefully... Yeah, you know, the first week, who knows, but over the course of the season, I certainly, I think I'm in a much better place, and to be, you know, as a try tr- containment, you know, see if I can uh, get much further away from that 125 spot.
5: Last one for you, Seamus. Sounded like you did get the chance to head back to Ireland, spend some time in the homeland as you put it on Twitter. After that time to decompress, what is the off season, If there is one, you mentioned you only got 10 more days until you're back in an event. Uh, what are these next couple of months going to look like for you?
4: Yeah, the, the season I said now is that wraparound season. So I, the eighteen nineteen season starts the first week of October in Napa, California. And then I'll have a couple of weeks off before I play four more in a row, Go, starting in Mississippi and going wow. to Las Vegas, Mexico, and Georgia. Hmm. And that brings bring you right up just before Thanksgiving, and then you're done for the calendar year. So still got a little busy stretch, and it's an opportunity to get off to a really good start for the season.
5: Seamus, thanks so much for the time. Very happy for your success. We appreciate you joining us today. We'll keep up with you, and good luck going forward. Thanks a lot, Mike. You have been keeping up with Seamus Power. Uh, right? yeah. So
0: else? yeah, I have. And, uh, matter of fact, I have him as a I, – I play on the, the PGA.com as a site where it's called One and Done. You get to pick one golfer every week. Anyway, so before I knew uh, who it was on Tuesday, I'd pick Seamus Power this week uh, to be my, my one and done golfer. serendipitous. So, uh yeah, it is kind of funny because I didn't know that was going to happen whatsoever. But this is a, this is the as he's talking about the first of four. This is the first of the four uh, right in a row that that he'll play. So uh, I have kept up with him. I've always, I try to uh, a lot, uh, especially as the end of the year was going on. You know, Robert Harper, our sideline reporter, was actually at. Um, Quell's Hollow, the the one in Charlotte, and Seamus it's the long drive of the day, and he took a photo of Seamus walking down there, and I cool. shared that with Seamus. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm just uh, very hurt that I made him, uh, you know, get his card, and uh, he <laughs> responds to you, not me, but. Uh well, it's here there. clearly I'm not sure he puts the emphasis on
5: who got his card to the same place as you do. But uh, another reason we're talking so much golf, and it is this week just a quick preview of the Bank of Tennessee Intercollegiate. That's the 12th through the 14th. Uh, make sure that uh, courses, um, am I Black course of course, Blackthorn, yep, head out to Blackthorn at the Ridges. Uh, we were out there last year. I'm going to be out there again on Friday and Sunday getting some video of the event. Uh, it's awesome to have all the teams in the area. Great competition and ETSU men's golf team 12th through 14th. At Blackthorne. So the Bank of Ontario. There's
0: always one or two uh, guys that will play in that tournament that you will see. uh, Top competition. Playing in the PGA Tour that you will recognize names. If you ever got a chance, maybe we'll we'll do that early um, next week or something. We'll take a look at everybody that's played that's made of the Lucas Glovers of the world and such. Sure. All right, we're short on time. We'll come back. I guess we'll let Trey talk. We'll let him have a segment here. Bucks by Trey. Bites by Trey. Whatever it is. ETSU Sanders and Sidekick. Don't forget to download us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. You can also follow us and uh, listen to the show every day when we we'll put it up on Twitter through the Buccaneer Sports Network Twitter account, which is at Bucksports Radio, at Bucksports Radio. More Sanders and Sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network.
2: Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands free faucets, high performance gas ranges, or low decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet.
0: Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson.
2: Purchasing a new home? Remodeling your home? First Bank & Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC.
5: This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather
1: drank. When I was your age, we were. This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock
2: sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside
5: watching your favorite player make a breakaway, he scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every
0: generation.
5: For all your printing needs.
0: Well, are we letting them talk today? I don't know. Jay Sandoz, Mike Gallagher, Sandoz Sidekick, your call.
5: Uh, Trey, here's what I'm going to lob at you first. What do you know about ETSU
0: Men's Soccer and their big victory against VMI last
2: night? ETSU Men's Soccer picking up the 4-0 victory. I know that VMI has just been really bad the last couple years. They've been shut out uh, somewhere in the 50s. I mean, it's just been ridiculous.
5: You make a good point. It's now uh, the last five seasons they've been shut out, including last night, 57 times. They have lost
2: 42
5: consecutive Southern Conference matches. Mm. and. Michael Benelli, a third-year head coach, you know, it seems like they're making some small strides. You've got to walk before you run, right? Uh, their goals against average is down from four and a half last year to three this year. That's still a lot of goals to give up, and you're not going to win a ton of games. They just won their first game in 79 matches, beating NCCAA Regent University. So they're now 2-79-4. and four in their last 86 Oof. matches, 85 matches. so What is that winning percentage? Uh, it's not good, I don't think. You so, said two. I'm going to do the yeah. math here. ETSC Men's Soccer gets goals from Danny Barlow, Cameron Woodfin, Bruno Andrade. Those are their horses, really. Danny Barlow leads the Southern Conference in goals at seven points with 15. Andrade had a beautiful finish, and there it is, 0.023. Yeah. So you're winning – 2.3% of the time, yeah. essentially, if we're moving the decimal places over. Wow. Uh, and Cameron Woodfin, who was the nation's leader uh, in assists uh, two years ago after getting injured, he uh, he scored as well last night. He's now got four assists and four goals. His next assist will break the all-time record for ETSU in career assists. So very happy for ETSU men's soccer and their success. Trey, you got about uh, two minutes. What do you have?
2: Well, I think that uh, this year we can all agree that the NFL has been the superior product to college football, where in years past, college may have been superior to the NFL. And I think that the reason why the NFL has been superior is because the the best teams in college football, it's so top-heavy. You know, you have Alabama, you have Clemson, you have Georgia, Ohio State, uh, just a couple of teams at the top, and then everybody is just not even in the same stratosphere as those teams. So I think this year... Undoubtedly, besides ETSU, uh, college football has really done nothing for me. How about you guys?
5: You make a good point. ETSU is the number one team in college football, in our mind, Agreed. certainly at least. I, I don't even know. Is that not
0: what he was talking about? Uh, no, I thought, you not no, I thought he was talking about against? ETSU. Yeah, yeah. no,
5: and, that's, and I was agreeing <laughs> with him saying it's the number one team in college football according to. To us, and according to Trey, and uh, the NFL, I don't know, I, I just, I'm enamored with the NFL, I, I always have been, I probably always will be,
0: I don't know what it looks like in the future, but
5: uh, on Sundays, I just, well, I, I try and get stuff done, and I just can't do it.
0: it hey, The problem for college football the last decade, and, and if you're in the south where we are in our region, that the SEC country, yeah. It has been great to wave your flag and say SEC, all SEC, but the problem is when you get matchups, it's sort of like when you were talking to Landon Owen about Mets-Yankees. When you play a Mets-Yankees World Series, numbers just aren't there. If you're always playing two teams in the South, whether it's Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, the rest of the country could care less so all the numbers plummet, and they are plummeting. And so what would help that, of course, I think most people believe a playoff. I'm pro playoff for simple reason. They do it at every single level of NCAA football except for that one. You're talking more than four teams. Yes, but I'm thinking, you know, and I hate to say it, but if Notre Dame yeah. and a Big Ten team or a Big 12 team can get in there with just one, you know, SEC or one ACC, you got a better shot at getting more people involved. The problem is it's beginning a little regionalized, and we talk about dollars and viewership, it's bad. That's the only reason I think it has losing ground. I was really big into an 18 playoff. Do you think that's enough? Or does it need to be 16 or more? I think so. 16, because it's should be like everything else. If you win your conference, you're in. Okay. So, at least every conference winner's got a shot. Yeah, fair enough. All right, we talk about it a little later. That's Santos and the sidekick. Don't forget, tomorrow, crazy coach. Crazy coach. Are you going to ask him about Panito? Uh, I'm going to ask him to. about Panito. Yeah, we'll talk to him about that. We'll also talk to the opposing team's head coach, Brent Thompson, of the Citadel Bulldogs, will be joining Mike Gallagher. So, more Santos and the sidekick. Coming up tomorrow. Don't forget to download SoundCloud and on iTunes. Plus, tomorrow is one, two, three, four, downs. We'll do that and much more on the next episode of ETSU Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneer. Sports Network.